God said, I need somebody willing to get up before dawn, milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This man must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another, or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. And that's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show. And I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. And I am joined by Leonor Cavada. Hello, Leonor. Good morning, Scott. So we are still out of the studio. We didn't make it back to, to D.C. Yes. And, and the reason why is uh, apparently there were some ice storms uh, where we were going to be landing, and uh, which was going to be in Baltimore, of all places. And um, and so we were. They were going to send us down to Florida with a five-hour layover. And next thing you know, we decided, you know what, we're heading north, uh, straight shot, and we're just going to extend our trip here a couple of days. Let's get to spend a couple of days more with my dad, who I love, and his wife, who I love. So it's all good, right, jo- right, right, uh, Leonor? Yes, right, uh, Scott. It's all <laughs> I was good. Thinking and, about and Joanne, the white, yeah, his and, wife. And you know what's really great about it is we, when we return on Sunday, we're back on a direct flight, so we get to spend quality time. And we didn't, we didn't have that really early um, trip to the airport. We didn't have that five-hour layover, yeah. and uh, we can just return with the direct flight, and, and we still we'll have more time here. And it didn't seem to make sense to go. To go, you know, we're we're trying to get to go north, and we have to go all the way to Florida and then go north. So it didn't yeah. make any sense. Yeah. So um, all's well that ends well. But we do have that YouTube channel that I can't fix remotely. So bear with you, us. Our YouTube channel, uh, the audio on it, it's not working until I click two key keys on a keyboard. Click click, and then the problem's resolved. Literally, the moment we open the door, Scott will be <laughs> on that YouTube channel yeah. fixing it. <laughs> but I, uh, I can't seem to get it uh, to get there. So um, we're, we're going to be working to resolve that. And I understand people have been calling in about the Roku channel. Uh, I worked yesterday on that, and I think that the Roku channel is actually uh, working. I could be wrong about that yet. We haven't fully tested it. But we we are we are resolving that issue as well. So there's a lot of issues um, on this. It's a working working vacation sort of. Um, but uh, in any case, we're here to talk about 
uh, the news as well. And there's a lot of news going on. Uh, one of the things that caught my eye was that Pennsylvania and Wisconsin were picked up for a SCOTUS conference. That means a Supreme Court, the U.S. Supreme Court is going to bring that into conference and discuss whether or not they're going to hear that case. I can't imagine that they're not going to hear that case. The Pennsylvania and Wisconsin uh, legal battle that was brought to the state Supreme Court and appealed to the U.S. Supreme Court uh, in on behalf of the President of the United States. The, the election battle. Yeah, and this is this is not Sidney Powell. This is not, you know, Flim Flam, you know, or Linwood. This is uh this is the real deal. This is uh the Trump legal team bringing these cases. Now Trump's popularity has gone sky high. It's gone sky, skyward uh in the wake of the acquittal. And um and so he's got a lot of momentum right now. And meanwhile, you know, uh, Joe Biden does not. You know, he does not have it. He, in fact, he's uh, looked like he was a bit, a bit of a part of a geriatric ward, and he also was lying through his teeth in his town hall, which I think we talked about it last time on the we air did. a little bit. But, um, but he said he didn't get the vaccine. Uh, there was no vaccine until he got into office. Well, there's photographs of him taking the two vaccines, one and then the next one. Liar, liar, pants on fire. Or so, he just forgot, which is even worse. So we have a series of clips where President Trump actually addresses all of this. And I thought that was kind of an interesting thing. But let's take a listen to Greg Kelly. Let's see what he has to say about, let's see what Trump has to say in one of his first interviews uh, in, the, in the wake of the acquittal. Here, here we go. Well, I saw that he... Uh said that there was no vaccine when he came into office, and yet he got a shot before he came into office. And uh, it was already in uh, early November that we announced it, but we actually had it substantially before that. And uh, we were giving millions of shots and millions of doses, so he was either not telling the truth or he's mentally gone, one or the other. And uh, he's getting, actually, Joe Biden's being killed on that whole thing, because even the haters said, well, wait a minute, you know, this vaccine was announced long before, and I believe he got the shot sometime before January 20th, which was Inauguration Day, uh, long before January. Like, literally, quote, we had no vaccine when I came into office, meaning when he came into office, and uh, he is getting lit up on that one, because... Even the bad ones, even the ones that aren't exactly fans are saying that was a bad statement. So, uh, I don't know. Maybe he, maybe let's give him the benefit of that. Could he be joking? Could he be what? Joking. Oh, because joking. frankly, because frankly, that was a, a, a very dumb statement. A hey, one thing he, statement. I don't know if you saw, he also seemed to be spinning for the Chinese, uh, he went out of his way yeah. to say, look, they're going to handle the Uyghurs. They're going to handle the situation. That, that's their business, and they should be unified. It seemed like he was uh, working for the Chinese, maybe like Mitch McConnell well, a little bit. Your statement yeah, yesterday was family, a doozy. Yeah. Well, his family is involved with the Chinese, certainly, in a long time and a lot of money. The whole thing is so ridiculous. We had China exactly where we wanted them, and then we had an election where we got almost 75 million votes, and some say much more than that. 
but uh, we had an election where we set records. We set the record between the previous election. We had 12 million more votes. We didn't want to get 12. We wanted to get 3 million more. We said we can't lose. We got 12, and uh, bad things happen, but you've covered that, and you know it, and really bad and dishonest things happen. And when they say stop the steal, they're not just kidding. It's a disgrace. It's a disgrace. It's like a third-world country with the elections. So, Yeah, so we're going to take a listen to another part of that series. Uh, it's, it's, it's on Twitter right now, so it's a ser- several-part series. There's even talk about Trump coming back on Twitter. Um, or starting his own new platform. And so let's take a listen to... Uh, if you look at what's going on with Twitter, I understand. Here we go. Really well, people, a, a people miss you. You know, it's so weird that you're not on Twitter anymore. Every now and then I hear a vibration that you might be coming back. Are those talks on underway? And and, and actually, look, you've got to be thinking about running for president, right? I mean, are you thinking that, that uh, along those well, lines at all? The Twitter, we're looking at a lot of different things, but I really wanted to be somewhat quiet. It hasn't been that quiet, frankly, but I've wanted to be somewhat quiet. And uh, they wanted me very much in Pauli. You know, they had a phony report that the man who wasn't there didn't. I mean, just the opposite. They really wanted me in parlor. And, uh, you know, I had 89 million, but that was because they held it back. And then on top of that, I had 36 million or 39 million on POTUS. And we had other sites where we had millions and millions of people. So we have... I guess about as big as it gets, and likewise on uh, on Facebook, and they all want that. And part of the problem is mechanically they can't handle it because it's too many people. It's bigger than they are by many times, and they want to. Uh, and and I'll tell you, it's not the same. If you look at what's going on with, uh, if you look at what's going on with Twitter, I understand it's become very boring, and <laughs> millions of people are leaving. They're leaving it because it's not the same, and I can understand that. And uh, so we'll see what happens. We're we're negotiating with a number of people, and uh, there's also the other option of building your own site because we have more people than anybody. So it's I mean you can literally build your own site. But we were being really harassed on Twitter. Uh, they were putting up all sorts of flags. I guess they call them. They were flagging almost anything you said. Everything I was saying was being flagged. It's disgraceful. And yet you have other foreign countries saying the worst things possible. And they don't even talk about it. But it's so, become very boring. We don't want to go back to Twitter. We a couple of quick things. Back. Yeah, no, I <laughs> understand. Funny. Maybe building your own and platform. We're getting the word out just by putting out statements. I mean, if I want to put something out, like we did with Rush today, we did a couple of I'm doing you, and uh, which is an honor. But uh, we get the word out. If we want to get the word out. It's pretty easy. There are a lot of ways to get the word out. Yeah, poor Rush. Yeah, we will miss Rush Limbaugh. Um, he did make, you know, there there were a number of statements that President Trump made about Rush, and you know he, you know, I maybe we did not agree with him at all times philosophically. Who? Rush Limbaugh? No, I but, agree with him just about all the but, time. But but what yeah. I but what I will say is he he was a pioneer in conservative radio, and we wouldn't be here right now if there weren't people like Rush oh, Limbaugh. Rush, Rush is a giant. He's he is a giant. A giant. He's the one who, who you you want to say he's the one who started all of this. It you know it, it's a tremendous loss. I always said this about um, and this came. This was inspired by Rush. And I always said, this is interesting. It's, it's well, it, I just always thought of Rush when I said this, and I've been saying this for twenty years. And I said, why do you why do you not hear too many Democrat 
radios, uh, three-hour radio programs. Like, why are the why do the conservatives outperform and do so much better than the liberal radio state shows? And I'm like, you know, like I can name, you know, all all kinds of conservative radio show hosts, all kinds. And then someone asked me, you know, how many can you name, you know, liberals? I remember when Al Gore started this Voice of not was what wasn't Voice of America, it was just something else, but. It didn't work. He went bankrupt. He went belly up. And every time they tried to, every time they tried to start, every time they tried to start uh, a a radio network of some sort, it didn't do well. It just didn't do well. And I said, you know, the reason why is because the liberal message doesn't hold up for three hours straight of call in uh, call in scrutiny. How in the world do you defend the indefensible? When people are calling in and asking questions, and that makes it very difficult. You know, three hours of talking about something that's impossible to believe. You know, the open borders is the right angle, or higher taxes is going to stimulate your economy, or that, you know, infanticide is a, is, is a way of life. Well, I guess it's I mean, too hard to sustain a lie for that many hours, particularly as you keep saying, yeah. if, if somebody's going to call in or, or, or so, tweet in. So, so I've always said this. For 20 years I've been saying this, and it's always been inspired by Rush Limbaugh um, because he took the calls, and he took the licks, and he, he hit the issues head on his entire lo- uh, career. And he had a way. And you know what? I'm so happy what what Trump did to him, yeah. um, did for him. The medal, with the, yes. The uh, medal of freedom, yes. Was it medal of freedom. Um, with Melania pinned on him. Absolutely, it's it just incredible night. Uh, Trump made uh, for one of the. No, actually, Trump made for the best State of the Union address when he did that. And that, that was, was that was best. more than a year ago. So he lasted a year more. And wasn't and that the one that where Nancy Pelosi tore up the this the, the Printing of um, it? Maybe it was the maybe it was or the was same the year one. before. I don't yeah. I, I don't remember. I, yeah. I can't remember if it was the same one, but that was a wonderful moment. And you know, it's interesting about Rush Limbaugh. As many conservatives as you have, all these conservatives that came out and sent these wonderful uh, praises to him, these wonderful um, heartfelt eulogies. But you still had, you know, of course, you had the liberals making awful comments, but you still had a few conservatives ca- that came out against him. And it's just, it's bizarre to me how people would, a man has died, he played a critical role in our culture, and, you know, you have people writing things like, oh, he was polarizing, and et cetera. But the, but the point is, part of what makes this country great is we have free speech here. And conservative voices want to hear all sides. We don't want to shut down the other side. We may not right. agree with you, right. but we agree with your right to have the conversation and that's what you know why we have these rights that we fight so hard for and that's why with bugle call and maga pack we're going to be taking that drive even further home so you know president trump i thought nailed it too when he said you know what trump twitter's boring it truly is it's, it's they been, even took it, off it's been whitewashed they even took off a guy who follows me and i follow him paul sperry they took him down i i, I don't even know why he's a journalist I mean, whatever happened to journalistic integrity or whatever happened to, you know, protecting the journalists? Well, if you're a conservative journalist, you're not protected on Twitter. It's unbelievable. Off the hook. Yeah, I cannot wait to see them go down. I just cannot wait to see it. But here's the deal. 
the deal is is that um, it's not fun over there. That used to be Twitter was my aggregator, you know, and it really has kind of had an impact on how I aggregate my news and tell my story because I had probably at least 50 really great, you know, sources that I would um, communicate with on Twitter. They were all taken down, just about every one of them, right? And and the only people left standing, you know, were, were kind of bland, you know? They weren't, you know, there are still some really good investigative journalists that are alive and well on Twitter, but it really has had a negative, negative imp- or major impact on on news cycles. And, you know, when I say news aggregator, I mean everybody is sharing these thoughts and uh, finding bits of information, and people are writing stuff in blogs all over the country and all over the world. And so you could find little hidden gems of truth in you know when when it was there that that's exactly what it was supposed to be about <clears throat> right and left right and 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 they ruined it nobody wants to be there because you know trump used to set the the tone for the day when it came to um his tweets and the media would pick up on it i dare say that the media the media is really reeling right now because they don't know what to do next. They had the acquittal trial, right? They had the impeachment trial that was, you know, ended in acquittal, and they got another black guy, and they just keep on looking like stupid idiots. They keep on embarrassing themselves. And now, Chris Como, for example, he's recused himself of his brother's story, where his brother murdered 6,000 people in New York State and is about to get impeached Right, Andrew Cuomo, and Chris Cuomo conveniently recused himself of that story. What kind of journalism is going on at CNN? Of course, there is no journalism at CNN. That's just a you know to say the words CNN and journalism in the same paragraph is an insult to journalism for sure. Well, if he recused himself as somebody else at CNN covering it. You know, uh, this is the point is we, you know, we spend more energy talking about how Ted Cruz went to Cancun than we talk about the fact that uh, Andrew Cuomo let so many people die in nursing homes. That was that was the greater tragedy. You know, Ted Cruz has come back and said, I, you know, my going to Cancun was a mistake. He, you know, when all the uh, people in Texas were without power and there were a number of deaths, et cetera. He, you know, he came forward and, uh, and apologized and took responsibility. Well, we've got, um, governor Cuomo, you know, so many people died in nursing homes under his watch. It's come to light that they had information that they hid yet. Nobody seems to care on the left. Nobody seems to care. They're not talking about it. Why is that? Yeah. Well, I have, I have that clip. I said this about Ted Cruz. I said, I think many families had the same idea as Ted Cruz, and I don't think he did anything to impede the Texas recovery. The Texas freeze is a problem best solved by state and local officials. If anything, Cruz gave officials one less citizen to worry about, actually four, because it was his two daughters and himself. They went to Cancun. And his wife. And and that's what people do. You know, They kind of get out of harm's way, and they just go and they say, you know what, I have some time off. 
it's not like a, a U.S. senator is going to make a heck of a lot of difference. In fact, it's going to cause a lot of, you know, a lot of extra work, perhaps, to keep him safe, you know, because he's a VIP, I guess. I, I don't know. But he went off to, ten, to to Cancun. I mean, a lot of people go south in the winter. Anybody that's ever left, you know, um, the northern plains to head to Florida. Uh, grew up in Ohio. Many people are snowbirds. Uh, Jeannie, who calls in from Wisconsin, goes down to Florida. You know, a lot of people do that, right? That's just the way it is. But, you know, to stay there and do what? Uh, what is he going to do? Carry sandbags down the freezing icy roads? My brother lives in Dallas, and it was terrible. I'm not making any excuses there. I'm saying, man, that was that was tough for those people in Texas. It was tough. It was. They they had to ration electricity. They had it one hour a day and then four hours a day uh, where their power would be turned on and then they can heat their home. Uh, there's people that were running off of gas generators. Um, and it's been a pretty much an icy storm all over the place. We just got a call yesterday from friends in Virginia in uh, uh, out in Walton country, you know, and. um Charlottesville, I think it was, something like that. And um, they they were snowed in. They had 70 gallons of gas. They were going to be just fine. You know, I don't hear much talk about uh, global warming these days. That's for sure. You know, I don't know what that's, that's about. But, of course, they're going to say because it was so cold, uh, that was indicative of, you know, what the science, trust the scientists. I'm so sick and tired of trusting the scientists on anything. You got a scientist like Fauci that says, um, you know, the asymptomatic doesn't spread. He said he's known this for 50 years, right? Asymptomatic doesn't spread. Well, then what the heck are we wearing these masks for if asymptomatic doesn't spread? Because you want to control us. You want to remove our smile. You want to prevent us from talking to each other. You want us to um, hunker down and you want to win an election. And you know what bothers me the most now is they're talking about a new variant. So it's going to be COVID-21. This is never going to end, folks. Trust me. COVID-21, COVID-19. And you know what? They're going to purposefully do that because they're going to create layers between China. They're going to create layers between China and the new strain of variant called COVID-21. And you know what they're going to do? They're going to use that to advance their draconian measures to keep us wearing masks for the rest of our lives. And I say, the hell no on that one, okay? That's why we have to fight back. And, and the Wuhan Institute of Virology is now eligible to receive U.S. taxpayer funding through 2024. I mean, how did we allow that to happen in the wake of all of this? Yeah, yeah, Wuhan uh, Virology Center is going to get taxpayer dollars from us when they were the ones that unleashed hell on the world. And China was the only one that was really protected because they actually had domestic travel bans, but they allowed for international travel. That's like uh, breaking into a bank and being rewarded with a bank loan. Yeah, it's absolutely crazy. So, so this new variant you watch, it's going to be it's going to be designed to protect to help China. And when the globalists advance the ball, their ball. Through this dispirited corruption and this crime of this century called this COVID-19, COVID-21 new variant, 
They're going to use it to try to control us. Because you know why? You know why they, they're going to use it to control us? Because they failed at climate initiatives. Climate wasn't enough. People said no to taxing and getting your hands out of getting the government hands out of my money pocket. Keep your hands off my money. Get your hands. Get yourself away from my my road and my path in life. You're blocking my road. I'm going to run you over, and I'm not going to pay that toll. And that's what it's all about with climate initiatives and climate regulation. Get out of my road, and I'm not going to pay the toll. That's what climate is. The climate is all about putting a, a blocking the road and putting up a toll. That's all it is. And this COVID is that on steroids. And they don't want China to be blamed because ultimately what happens is these globalists uh, will get together, they'll control the world, and they'll have access to the slave labor uh, manufacturers in China, the 1.5 billion people. And let's face it, India is probably going to be guilty of that too. They got 1.5 billion too. And those, there's a lot of people that need to be working in order to be productive. Even if it's a 12-year-old working 18-hour days for $2 a day. That's, that's the kind of thing that globalists have no problem with. Meanwhile, they'll smile to your face and tell you you deserve $15 an hour. Meanwhile, all they're doing really is tr- destroying jobs and sending them overseas to those slave markets. They know exactly what's going on. But let's listen to Ted Cruz's apology because they're, you know, again, this ice storm in Texas. This is how we got here. We were talking about even when it's cold, the global warming enthusiasts tend to try to blame that on global warming. It's freezing cold. We're going to blame global warming on that. The polar vortex, they say. We're going to blame it on global warming. Why? Because we can. Why? Because the mainstream media allows us to. And because the scientists can't possibly be wrong. How do you like those apples? So let's listen to Ted Cruz's apology. I don't think he needed to apologize, frankly. Whether the decision uh, to go was tone deaf, look, it it was obviously a mistake. And in hindsight, I I wouldn't have done it. Um, I was trying to be a dad. And, And all of us have made decisions... When you've got two girls who've been cold for two, two days and haven't had heat or power, and they're saying, hey, look, we don't have school. Why don't we go? Let's get out of here. Whether the decision. So that was his, that was his apology right there. And You know what yeah. I like about it? It's really kind of honest. You know, it, it is. I, I could I could just see um, something like that. The little kids asking questions. I think his daughter's names are Catherine and Caroline. I could literally just imagine kids saying something like that. Right. And obviously Cancun is closer than going to, you know, Florida or something. So it made sense. All right. So we have two more clips that we're going to listen to from Donald Trump. Uh, with his interview with Greg Kelly. Uh, We are going to do that, but we are going to take these two callers. We recognize them. They're frequent callers. And we're going to take the person who called in first, and that's Jeannie, and then we're going to take Julie uh, after that. And uh, so we're going to have to make these a little bit on the quicker side. I'm hitting the button. Hold on. Um, I'm using this iPad, and it doesn't seem to be responsing. Oh, 
Jeannie, you're on the air. Good morning, Scott and Leonora. Good morning. Um, you're, you're talking about Rush and his penchant for exposing the truth, teaching us how to find the truth, and teaching us about liberalism was um, very helpful to me in waking up. Um, I did want to say something a little bit longer about something that I listened to earlier this morning, but so so I won't because I know you're you're wanting to do other things. But um, it's very much an honor to have listened to Rush Limbaugh because he definitely taught me so much. Um, he didn't necessarily keep up with what was happening most recently, but I think that could have had much to do with his having to fight his cancer. So um, I'll just leave it at there because I had something else that was quite a bit longer that I wanted to share. Okay. But um, we're, in, we're in the fight. We're winning the fight. And the fight is good against evil. And it is all being brought out. And we have to be aware and look for all the information that's coming out. Oh, yeah. Because it's going to be tough take. But people have to. We have to go through it. And we need to put on the armor of God because it's all out there in horrific ways. And... Um, we got to buck people up. Right. And I have some interesting thing to say uh, later in the show about Nancy Pelosi and how this thing might shake down with respect to the Supreme Court and Wisconsin and Pennsylvania hearing those cases if they hear them. Um, so stay tuned for that. And thank you for calling in today. Yes. Have a great day. All Bye. right. Take care. And uh, let's see. So we are going to be switching calls here. And we got Julie. Julie, welcome to the Scott Adams Show. Oh, good morning, good morning. I, I hope that you're having a nice trip. Hey, we all would have liked to have been down in Cancun. We've had snow in the ground for a full month here. So it, it, dreaming of a beach, we can't blame them for going down there. It was just an unfortunate time. But uh, real quick, they all say stick to the science regarding masks. When you breathe in and out, you have moisture in your air. When that moisture collects on the mask, it creates a vehicle to accept the virus. And you are actually creating a magnet. And if there's any viruses in the air, if you have a, a mask on that's slightly moist from your breath, you will have more of an uh, exponentially chance to pick up a virus if it's in the air. Oh, that makes certain, so that makes certain sense. Science. It's sticky. Absolutely. That is the, the science. And then they talk about wearing a pantyhose underneath or two or three different masks. You're, you're creating more moisture and more of an exponential chance to, to contract the virus with a mask on. I agree anyway, 100%. So that's my science for the day. Thank you. That, that makes perfect sense. <laughs> Yeah, it really does. Absolutely. See, we had to figure out the most ex excellent way of fighting back against their their claim of science. That's science. That's well, common sense science. And this is what bothers anyway, me the have most. A good day. Thank you. Thank you so much. And that's what bothers me the most. So what what is going on there is, um, I don't like the fact that I don't have a choice. 
you know, that somehow somebody has made up their mind that Dr. Fauci's right and everybody else is wrong. And that's the part that bothers me the most. That, and, you know, let's not, I mean, we could also talk about the Bill of Rights. We could also talk about the law. We could also talk about Emergency Powers Act being exploited. We could also, we talk about so many issues that, that, that impact our liberties and our freedoms. You know, um, it's just, but the other part is, I actually think that there's a lot of scientists that would tell you wearing a mask like this, a dirty old mask. I could tell you I have a mask. It, it's ripped. It's cloth. It has a little pattern on it. It's navy blue. And it, it's dirty. It, I, I don't wash it enough. It's ineffective. But I I don't really care about the mask. I wear it as minimally as possible. Minimally as possible. I'll never wear it walking down the street. Just wherever it is that where I need it to get into a store or do whatever or, you know, walk into a restaurant and then wear it from the maitre d' to, you know, the the, the uh, greeter to the table. As soon as I get to the table, I take it off. Well, if you we're put waiting it in back the air- on if you go to the restroom. Yeah, but if we're waiting in the airport... We don't wait at the gate anymore. That's that's amateur hour, right? I mean, what you do is you wait at the uh, restaurant. <laughs> you sip on a, a water uh, if you have to. But then you don't have to wear a mask because you're sitting in a table instead of at a gate. It's absolutely absurd. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. It's ridiculous. And again, it's it's what liberals do, right? It's exactly what liberals do. Let's take a listen to President Trump with Greg Kelly, there's another part of this where Greg Kelly doubles down asking if President Trump's going to run for 2024. And, and you know, part of this is uh, just interesting theater, but w- we also want to get to the point where um, we want to talk about this new SCOTUS uh, observ- uh, conference uh, taking, you know, they're going to be talking about Wisconsin, Pennsylvania in the conference. So we want to talk about that as well. So take a listen. Um, so I want to go back again. Look, it's a no brainer. You're going to run for president in 2024, right? I mean, you got all the support. Why? Why wouldn't you run? Well, we have tremendous support. I won't say yet, but we have tremendous support. And I'm looking at poll numbers that are through the roof. You saw what happened yesterday. We went up. We get I'm, I'm the only guy gets impeached and my numbers go up. <laughs> I'm going to figure that one out. Let's say somebody gets impeached. Typically, your numbers would go down. They would go down like uh, like a dead balloon. But uh, the numbers are very good. They're very high. I think they're higher than they were before the election. And they were high at the election. And they like the job. Look, we did a great job. We, we built, rebuilt our military. Think of it. We lowered taxes, got rid of regulations. How about Space Force? Just Space Force alone would be a big achievement. First time in 74 years, a new branch of the U.S. military. So, you know, all of the things we've done. And the border. We built the wall. Mexico was all getting ready to pay for the wall. We were going to charge them at the border, small fee, and uh, Mexico would have paid for the wall. They were all set. They gave us 28,000 troops to police it before it got built, and now you see what's happening. And the president of Mexico is a great gentleman, by the way, but he put 28,000 troops on our border at my request, and we didn't pay for that. And he, uh, we kept, we kept the border beautiful and. Now you take a look at what's going on at the border. It's a disgrace. It's a disgrace. Hundreds of thousands of people are going to be pouring in. Mr. President. uh, 
The, ne- um, the next time somebody asks you, okay, so how did uh, Mexico pay for the wall? Well, 28,000 troops is not cheap. Nope. So that's one answer right there. I always also say bat tax, tolls, uh, where you know you go through legally because it's illegal trucks that are going through these back roads and under these tunnels. They're not paying a toll. So, no, Mexico is definitely going to be paying for that wall. Uh, but Joe Biden uh, rigged an election, and here we are uh, dealing with this. But you never know what's going to happen with the SCOTUS. You never know. We're going to be talking about that here in a minute. Let's take another listen to the, another clip where President Trump says, Andrew Cuomo is getting hit hard, and it's by his own people. The Republicans are soft, and they only hit their own like Mitch did. You know, the situation in New York, I don't know if you've been following, Governor Cuomo seems to have lost all control. Everybody's finding out about the nursing home situation. You gave him the ship, which he didn't use, and you gave him the uh, facilities inside the Javits Center, which he didn't use. You've been following this? It looks like he's in serious trouble. I have. I'm a little surprised because usually the Democrats don't do it, but a lot of people don't like him. I got along with him. You know, we actually got along sort of okay. But a lot of people don't seem to like I'm, I mean, he's he's being hit hard and he's being hit hard by his own people. It's those those are the people that are really hitting him. And uh, pretty amazing. The Republicans are soft. They only hit their own like Mitch. They hit their own. They don't hit. If he spent the same time hitting uh, Schumer and Biden, the Republicans would be much better off that I can tell you. But no, I looked at it and it's uh, it's a it's surprising what's happened in New York and and we did we gave him uh, the Javits Center we gave him the ship, the great hospital ship and it, essentially they weren't used spent a lot of money and they weren't used and they should have been used you could have had the patients go there, you could have had people it would have saved a lot of lives it's too bad hey, uh, but it, totally totally look it's been what a month do you miss the job do you miss being president you got to miss it. Well, I do, and we're all set to make a deal with Iran. We're all set. It would have been a great deal. Now it's—I see the deal they're talking about. It's a disaster. We're all set to. Uh, we're pulling out of the Middle East almost entirely, which we've almost done anyway. And we're bringing a lot of soldiers home. A lot of our great soldiers. We're coming home. We spend a fortune protecting other countries, and the other countries don't even respect it. They don't pay for it. We pay for it. Countries that have plenty of money, we pay for it. So you know, all coming home. All right, so then we're going to have one more clip here we're going to play. Totally, totally. Look, it's been, what, a month? Do you miss the job? Do you miss being president? you got to miss it. Well, I do, and we're all set to make a deal with Iran. We're all set. It would have been a great deal. Now it's, I see the deal they're talking about. It's a disaster. We're all set to, uh, we're pulling out of the Middle East almost entirely, which we've almost done anyway. And we're bringing a lot of soldiers home, a lot of our great soldiers. We're coming home. We spend a fortune protecting other countries and the other countries don't even respect it they don't pay for it we pay for it countries that have plenty of money we pay for it so you know all coming home and everything was happening great and then uh we had uh, a disgusting frankly a very dishonest election and uh it was stolen it was a stolen fixed rigged election and it's too bad but uh we'll see you'll see what happens i mean a lot of a lot of great things are happening as far as uh, 24, too early to say, but 
I see a lot of great polls out there, that's for sure. But they're you know, not they, happy with when, when people see the people, hundreds of thousands of people, they're forming caravans. Don't forget, when these countries, and I got along great with the countries, I stopped payment to them. We gave them $500 million a year. I stopped payment. They wouldn't take their people back. I said, that's okay, don't take them back. I'm stopping payment. So we didn't give them the money, Greg. And then all of a sudden they said, we welcome the people back. But when they said, and now all of a sudden Biden agrees to it. I mean, he agrees to do that. It uh, doesn't make sense. It doesn't make any sense. And when the countries send people up, because it's largely the countries that send them, they're not sending their stars. They're sending some rough people, some rough, rough people, people you don't want to talk about. We need a Trump rally. And that's a lot of the people that are coming up are, you know, not the people you want. You know, Mr. President, you've been so good. So we need a Trump rally. What, what do you say, Leonora? Oh, I agree. But we're working on that with Bugle Call and Magapac.org. So you're going to be hearing more about this with our scheduled guests and our virtual events and ultimately our in-person events. So, you know, we're fired up to do it. Oh, absolutely. Um, so here, Matt, Matt Gates says, Pelosi hired a uh, bigot to hunt uh, MAGA. There's this guy uh, that she hired that's such a racist, and he, he happens to be a black guy, but he's such a racist going after MAGA. Um, there's been so much here. Uh, so, you know, one of the things here it says, breaking, New York City waitress fired after she refused to get the COVID-19 vaccine over fears it may hurt her chances to get uh, of getting pregnant. So in one sense, to Julie's point, you know, it's not all um, rainbows and unicorns with this mask thing, right? There's, yeah. uh, we should have a we should have a say in what we strap across our mouths. Well, it's um, it's not always helpful, and I think it obscures your vision. I think there are a lot of problems. And to your point, not everybody does a good job of cleaning the masks, and you know, and that could be problematic yeah. as well. And Cheryl Atkinson said, "I wonder what became whatever became of the Durham investigation we were promised." A, uh, a report we were promised to report after uh, about la- by last spring. So just curious, she says. And then Jordan Schachtel says COVID twenty one COVID twenty one has already been formed. It's called the new variant, and that's what they're going to be pushing. Keep your eye on that, folks, and don't let it happen because this is a game. They're playing a deadly game. They're going to be killing more people. You watch. This is murder. This is war. This is evil. And you cannot lay down and allow them to roll all over you. You can't. This is life and death at this point. Well, so an it's infectious a new- disease is supposed to you know, have a certain duration. It's not supposed to go on for forever and become a per- permanent part of your lifestyle. So Chuck Ross wrote, it's a near certainty that Chris Cuomo will go after Ted Cruz, but he's conveniently recused from uh, from discussing the scandal involving his brother. Cruz is guilty of bad optics for sure, as was Chris Cuomo when he confronted a cyclist while on COVID quarantine, both pale in comparison to what the governor has done in New York City, which is kill 6,000 elderly with his stupidity. Uh, this breaking 9-11 says, Justin, Wuhan, vi- uh, to your point, Leonor, Wuhan Institute of Virology, eligible to receive U.S. taxpayer funding through 2024. Matt Gates writes, establishment Republicans, if you try to purge Trumpism from the GOP, the base of our party will reject you 
America first is the future. And we were spot on with that when we started the MAGA pack. We so, actually were involved with a, um, an America first event last January in Naples, Florida with Matt Gates. That's right. So Bill, uh, Mike, this guy, Mike on Twitter says, Bill Gates is suggesting that we can avoid a fall COVID. And then he says, this loser can't be, can't get a bug out of an operating system, but I should trust him with my life. <laughs> you know, it's true. And Disclosed TV, who I uh, follow, said, new, Facebook has attacked a sovereign nation, and this is uh, related to Australia's prime minister. Facebook has attacked a sovereign nation, meaning Australia, and shown tech giants think they're bigger than the governments. And, wait, uh, hint, wait until sovereign nations begin to understand that biased big tech algorithms also decide elections. So, you know, those are the things that we're, we're fighting and we're, we're up against. Now, I want to get to the point where there is this talk about uh, the Supreme Court. I say this. I say keep your eyes on Nancy Pelosi. Keep your eyes on Nancy Pelosi because this, to me, is the key. And uh, how she reacts is going to play a role. So it says here, I, I said this, the U.S. Supreme Court has scheduled the Trump campaign's Wisconsin, uh, the Trump campaign's Wisconsin and Pennsylvania election fraud cases for its February nineteenth conference. Okay, that's today. So it's, it has a conference. <clears throat> Watch Nancy Pelosi regarding this case. She would be the first to benefit if Biden Harris are disqualified. Trump would then have a path to contest this election. This the the election now the point that i'm making here is a point i've made for months now and uh i was the one that said there's two different contingencies going on here one is kamala harris she is a puppet of barack hussein obama and she was hand-picked to be the vice presidential candidate she couldn't get zero percent of the vote she couldn't get one percent and she was off the off the chart, you know, in terms of being a loser in the primary, the Democrat primary. Nobody liked her. She was hateful, spiteful. She was mean-spirited against Kavanaugh. She was vicious. And we don't want that in our leadership. We don't want mean, nasty, hateful people who bail out, uh, who spend millions in funds to bail out people who attack our police and burn our cities down and tear down statues like most liberals support. So they're just a, a, a bunch of um, people that are anarchists. And they don't stand for law and order, and they don't uh, respect America's values, their her history, and what people have given their lives for over the last century. But they don't understand America, that's why. But that was Barack Hussein and his puppet, Kamala Harris. Then there's another wing, and that's also Biden. Biden is also the puppet. Remember we played that clip, Leonora? Yes. Um, where Barack Hussein said, I would rather be behind the scenes, and I would rather just, you know, pull the strings, so to speak. 
we played that clip a couple of times. He said, I would rather be behind the scenes than in front of the camera. You know, if I could do that, that would be great. That would suit me just fine. He was basically trying to say, I don't need the limelight. I just want to make a difference and do, you know, do what I think is right. I understand that. Now, the thing is, is that Nancy Pelosi, I think, has another idea. And I don't think she loved Barack Hussein Obama. I don't think Nancy Pelosi did. I think she realized that he was a radical socialist. But he's a radical socialist that wants to wants America to look more like Somalia. He's an Ilhan Omar kind of socialist. You know, and there's a difference, a distinct difference between, you know, Ocasio-Cortez's sheer stupidity and Ilhan Omar's hatred of America. <clears throat> and I actually think that Barack Hussein hates America. I think that Nancy Pelosi, on the other hand, wants America to look like California. Now, I know that her family comes from Baltimore, but they're radical. She's radi- been in California for a long time yeah. now. But they're, they're radical socialists. But they want, it to look, they want America to look like San Francisco. They want to, the America to look like Jerry Brown's country. They want America to look like California. And so there's, I think, distinct differences because there's not much... Uh, in common, I don't think, in terms of personalities between Obama and Nancy Pelosi. So what I think is happening is when we take a look at this SCOTUS case in this conference, it'll be interesting. I'm hoping and praying that the Supreme Court takes into conference the the two cases from Pennsylvania and Wisconsin and decides to hear these cases. And if they do, and they decide that that there was fraud that impacted the election. Guess what? It's entirely possible that Joe Biden and Kamala Harris get disqualified. And if they get disqualified, guess what happens? Nancy Pelosi becomes president of the United States, if not for a day, if not for a week, if not for a month, until President Trump waltzes in and says, well, if that was, we need, a, we need another election. Without those cheating machines, without the fraud, without the 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 um, rolls, the voter rolls. I mean, they just found 1.7 million uh, disparity in Virginia in terms of voter rolls. They just uh, knocked off 177,000 uh, in voter rolls out, out of Michigan. I mean, these are not lightweight things. These are kind of big deals. You know, if you go to the Gateway Pundit, you'll see all kinds of stuff. By the way, Nikki Haley, I just went to the Gateway Pundit, right? Nikki Haley uh, tried to get a meeting with Trump, and Trump said, nah. nah no we're can not, do. We're not interested. <laughs> not available. But, you know, in Michigan, for example, they found all kinds of problems, right? And so, you know, they're going to find all kinds of problems. This is just a, you know, it says here, Virginia voter identified 1.7 million vote difference between state report and externally reported data, but then couldn't find anyone to address his concerns. And in Michigan, there was uh, yet another story. Uh, Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene, not invited to CPAC, will crash the conference with appearance down the street from the arena. That's going to be in Florida this year. Yes, it's in Orlando, CPAC. I believe it's around February 25th. Yeah, yeah. you know what? Um, Matt Schlapp... uh, 
Take a hike. If you're not going to embrace Marjorie Taylor Greene, take a hike. I'm going to say that right to Matt Schlapp's face when I see him. Um, because, you know, this is, uh, this is Trump's party. And until we endorse Trump's vision of what this party should look like, we're going to be losers, just like um, Romney McDaniel. Romney, Dan- what was it? Rona, Rona? Rona Romney McDaniel. Yeah. Yeah. So um, in any case, so keep your eye on the reaction and how Nancy Pelosi reacts to this Supreme Court conference situation, because she stands to benefit directly. Now, as I had said in the past, the case is like it goes like this. If they were to take Joe Biden down for dementia or if they were to take Joe Biden down for Ukraine corruption or you, they were to take Joe Biden down because of all the crime family stuff, the Biden crime family stuff has been involved with in Ch- with China, or that he was colluding with uh, the shipping lanes with Mitch McConnell, or he was colluding with McCain and uh, Lindsey Graham in Ukraine, right? And I know all those things are true, that he was colluding with John McCain and Lindsey Graham in Ukraine to protect his son on the board of Burisma, but he also took his son to China, and there was shipping going on and cover-ups where Cocaine Mitch got his nickname because they were shipping narcotics. There's a lot of money to be made in these black and gray markets, and that's what they did. And so this is a old boys' network of corruption in the Senate, we know this to be the case. And the question is, if you take him down, Kamala Harris is simply going to do what? What is she going to do? She's going to hire somebody rogue. Nobody's going to know who she's going to hire. Certainly Nancy Pelosi's not going to feel comfortable with not having any level of control. I'm sure Nancy Pelosi has some dirt on our fellow Californian, but still, they can't no guarantees. The guarantee is if the Supreme Court decides to go after Kamala and Biden as a ticket, as a unit, one unit, you can take them both down in the third in line in charge. And it has to happen before 2022, doesn't it? Because Nancy Pelosi is not going to be speaker after 2022 if we, can, if we have our druthers. So <clears throat> you're going to see this play out. And I guarantee you, the person who will benefit the most by this Supreme Court case going to be Nancy Pelosi. You watch. Keep your eye on how she responds and look at those tea leaves. Well, look, uh, you've been listening to the Scott Adams Show. It's been a delight to be giving you these shows uh, from Myrtle Beach. Uh, We'll be back in studio the next time you hear us in D.C. And with that, I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. My name's Scott Adams. My name is Leonora Corvetta. And we'll see you next time on the radio. Bye-bye now. And grab a shovel, dig a hole a little deeper Just to bury my kids right up to there